Hello, and welcome to Tuesday Thanks, presented by Leeds Hospitality Group. I'm your host, Brian Proctor. Join me as we sit down to chat with yet another industry leader. Our guests come from a wide range of professions across the globe. We'll take the time to learn about their journey, where it started, and where they are today. We use this opportunity to allow the guests to thank an individual or individuals that played a key role in their career understand what they learned from the experience and how they have incorporated it into their own development and growth. Gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Not only can it help your mental well-being, it can also improve your physical health. So join us as we share some great stories, thank a lot of wonderful people, and of course, share some laughs. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to episode one of season two here at Tuesday's Thanks. I am so grateful to be back with all of you and looking forward to sharing new and wonderful guests this season. After the success of season one, I knew I had to kick off season two with a big bang. So I was excited when today's guest, Scott Colby, agreed to be on the show and kick off the season. He is the owner of a company called Say It With Gratitude, the author of a really fun and helpful book, The Grateful Entrepreneur. He's an in-demand keynote speaker. And in addition to all of that, he finds the time to be a first-class health and wellness coach. Scott, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. I am thrilled to be here. I'm honored to kick off season two, and I just can't wait to get rolling. Awesome. Well, you know, like I said, I needed something big to start season two. And I thought, you know, I I looked all over the internet. I said, where do I find someone who has made thanks and gratitude part of their, their daily existence? And I came across you and we've connected since. So I was so excited when you agreed to do the show. So my thanks to you today. Certainly glad that you found me. So as I said in the intro, you know, you, we're going to get into the company and everything. But I find it interesting that, you know, you've had a long career, well, not long because you're not that old, but you've had a nice career in the health and wellness area. And yet, if I did my stocking right, (laughs) you graduated from University of Virginia with a BS in applied math and biomedical engineering. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And how does that drive you into the health and wellness segment? Well, first of all, I'm older than I look. But anyway, yeah, so I I went to University of Virginia thinking about, you know, what do I want to major in? I loved math at the time. I was pretty good at it in high school. Little did I know in college, it was a whole new ball game. But applied math is a special type of math degree at use in their engineering department. So I come from a pretty high achieving family, specifically my brother, who kind of set the stage and got a, a PhD in computer science at MIT. So we, oh I was kind of leaning towards something technical just based on the the competition with my brother. Not really that there was any competition, but trying to maintain kind of his standard. So went for a degree in math because I did enjoy math at the time. Um, and then as I was winding down my undergrad degree, trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, do I want to work? Do I want to get a a master's degree? 
and I started to learn about biomedical engineers. I was just kind of fascinated by the combination of the medical field and the engineering field, specifically sports medicine. I didn't major in sports medicine, but I was a sports nut growing up. Love to just learn about injuries and rehab. And as I was doing some research into what field I could go into next, biomedical engineering popped up. And I found out there was a discipline in biomedical engineering that was more geared towards kinesiology, studying the way the body moves, studying how to prevent injuries in athletic sports. And so I got really interested in that, decided to go for it, got my degree in biomedical engineering, did a number of years of research in various institutions geared towards kinesiology and movement science. But funnily enough, and this will be a full, full circle moment like 30 years later, but my first job out of grad school, I was working in a sports medicine department doing research, and I didn't feel appreciated for the work that I was doing. I didn't know at the time that gratitude at work was a thing. I just realized that, gosh, I don't feel good working here. And it got me thinking is this what the workforce is all about? I can't imagine working for 40 years for any type of company that I don't feel good about the work that I'm doing. And so it was at that time, my first job out of grad school, that I started to think already about running my own show. I didn't have a business background, but I knew, like, I think I might be the type of person who would do better calling his own shots. So from there, just kind of make wrap up this part of the story, I wanted to look at what would be kind of closely related to studying the human body, but maybe it was could be geared towards sports. And I got into the field of fitness and as a personal trainer, and I thought for a time that I wanted to work with athletes, and I thought that would be a glamorous position. So I got my certification as a personal trainer, ended up doing some in-home personal training, opened up my own boot camp business where I worked with people outdoors. And so that's how I made the transition from the math and engineering field into the health and wellness field. And and that really planted the seed of this gratitude thought, right? Was that first that first gig out of school. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I I didn't, I'm not even sure if I knew what the gratitude word was, but yeah, it definitely planted the seed that I need to be working either for somebody or for myself so that I can feel appreciated at work and I could be happy. Happiness in the workplace probably wasn't talked about a lot back then. It's talked about more now but yeah now that i look back on it that was and i talk about this in my keynote that was the stimulus for me thinking about happiness in the workplace and what that actually means yeah it's so funny in season one there was a young lady tia graham who's got a company called arrive at happiness and to hear her story and hear your story i think we've got to figure out how to connect you two because very similar views on things so i know you love to travel and you've planted the seed. And then in 2014, you're on a trip down to Guatemala to do some volunteering. And that's kind of where Say It With Gratitude was born, I understand? Yeah, a little bit. So 
I went to Guatemala in 2014 at the time I was running my own business. But, you know, sometimes we just want more in life, like more fulfillment. And I felt there was something missing in my life and I wanted to to make an impact, to volunteer, to give back. Obviously, there's plenty of places to do that domestically, but I wanted a different type of experience. I wanted to go out to a country that I had never been to, a developing country. So I did some research and found an organization called Hug It Forward that builds schools out of plastic bottles in Guatemala. So what they do is they look at various communities that may need new classrooms in combination with areas that have an environmental trash issue. And so if a community is looking for new classrooms and wants the help of Hug It Forward, Hug It Forward, a lot of times will build three classrooms for that community, but that involves collecting 10,000 plastic bottles or so and then stuffing each plastic bottle with enough trash until it becomes solid like a brick. And they call those eco bricks. And then they put up chicken wire. They insert these eco bricks all along the chicken wire. That becomes the foundation of the walls of the classroom. So anyway, so I went there to help build schools just for a week. They have opportunities for people in the public like you and I can to go there, get our hands dirty. That's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to get my hands dirty. Didn't want to just donate money. I wanted to actually see where the sweat equity and the money would be going towards. And so I was completely blown away working there just for a week, Brian. I noticed that the community that we were helping to build the schools for, the people there had very little. They didn't have internet, hardly any clean water, really cramped living conditions. I mean, think about a one-bedroom home or one-room home, actually, that could house maybe a family of 10 to 12 where they are cramped in. They're sleeping on the floor. They don't have a whole lot of furniture, not a lot of food. But what they did have were positive attitudes and a lot of gratitude and happiness and smiles. And that was the way they carried themselves in contrast to the way I was living my life at the time, complaining thinking about what I don't have, not appreciative of the things that I do have. And I tell you, leaving Guatemala, I learned that lesson of attitude and perspective. And I even, I know we'll might touch on my book, The Grateful Entrepreneur, but in the front section of the book where I want to express thanks, I express thanks to the community in Guatemala for showing me what true gratitude was. And so that, I didn't come back to the, to the States thinking about how do I start a gratitude business, but I did come back thinking about how can I change my, my attitude on things and what that may look like to institute a gratitude practice in my life and possibly how I could help other people use gratitude in their life as well. Being a health and fitness coach, I started to realize that, hey, mindset's a big deal here. If we're always complaining about our weight or, you know, what's going wrong in our lives, it's going to be hard to get in the best mental shape possible. So I started to think about how I could use gratitude in my fitness coaching. And then I was inspired by a book in, that I read in 20, it was a Christmas season of 2015. 
a book called Evolved Enterprise by Yannick Silver, who profiled a lot of companies that give back. And he talked about a company that he helped start, which were all about thank you cards drawn by kids in Haiti that lived in an orphanage and an orphanage that he had done work with. And so that book motivated me to like, hey, maybe I could do something similar. I can start to sell thank you cards. I was always a big believer in handwritten notes. Maybe I could design a line of thank you cards where actually kids in Guatemala could draw the artwork for them and I could sell them. So that got me thinking the trip to Guatemala combined with this book, Evolved Enterprise, got me thinking, how can I create a brand around gratitude and specifically, at least initially, around thank you cards? Ah, see, so I was wondering, because on your website, sayitwithgratitude.com, it, you know, tells the story about Guatemala, not in that great detail, but it also shows some of the cards that the, the kids did. And I was wondering how that all came together, whether, you know, they just sent them to you or if it was you going back and saying, hey, how can I help these kids and families with, you know, getting them involved in this? Exactly. And that idea was inspired by Yannick's book, Evolved Enterprise, where he had kids from Haiti draw the artwork. So I was like, let me get kids from Guatemala to do the artwork. So I partnered not with Hug It Forward because they didn't have the infrastructure to help me, but there was another organization at the time that I partnered with called Pencils of Promise that also builds schools in Guatemala and actually some other countries as well. And they were able to get me drawings from the kids that had already had a school built. And so I turned some of those drawings into thank you and donated a portion of my sales back to Pencils of Promise. So it's kind of a full, it's kind of a circle of good there. They helped yeah. with artwork and I helped with some donations from sales of the cards that I manufactured. Oh, that's fantastic. So you've, you're now doing the cards. You've got the health and wellness thing going on. How did it evolve from just the cards to everything that you're doing now? So did it go right to the book or did you do the other things in between or how did it all evolve? Yeah, certainly. So what evolved next, first of all, I wasn't selling enough of the cards to maintain a business. So I decided to do a few things. One was I found other causes to support. And I thought that would be something that maybe would resonate with my audience even more. Maybe they don't resonate with building schools in Guatemala, but what about childhood cancer? So I started to partner with other causes and get kids that were affected by those causes positively to help draw artwork. So I had like a kid that had survived childhood cancer, did some drawings, and we turned those into cards and, and sold them and donated back to childhood cancer charities, things like that. What I noticed was it's very hard to sell packs of eight cards for 20 bucks and you got to do a lot of volume. So what I did notice though, that some companies started to buy cards in bulk, maybe 50 cards, pack of a hundred, pack of 200. I was always a big believer on how cards could help businesses stand apart because most businesses don't write handwritten notes as a thank you to their clients and customers. So I started to see, hey, this is a way that businesses can stand apart. Buy my cards, 
send thank you notes to your clients and customers and build goodwill, retain your clients longer, maybe even get more referrals. So I started to get into the business setting that way where more businesses were buying my products. And I was trying to teach them how you could use gratitude to, to actually retain and grow your business, retain clients and grow your customer base. And here's probably a good opportunity for me to thank somebody. My, sure. one, of my, one of my business mentors, Pat Rigby, he, he coaches a lot of gym owners. So he had coached me through my, my fitness career, but we remained in touch. He knew what I was doing with gratitude. He was always a huge believer. Pretty much every business owner, he wants them to write a book, write a book, write a book, write a book. So we started to talk about what my book might look like. Should it be a book that motivated people to use gratitude to change their lives? Should it be a book to inspire businesses to grow with gratitude? And we kind of tossed the ideas back and forth. And I decided, let's do kind of this niche where we're focused on entrepreneurs and small businesses. And we teach them how to use gratitude to cultivate relationships to help grow their business. And so that's how I got the idea writing The Grateful Entrepreneur, and it's 40 tips on how to build relationships in your in your business with gratitude. And then from there, once I had that book, I started to be invited to speak to companies and at conferences on how to lead with gratitude, how you can make gratitude a part of your culture. So let's talk a little bit about the book because I downloaded it. It's a great read. And I'm going to say something, and I mean it in the highest form of praise. So if it doesn't come across right, I apologize. But the thing that I loved about it the most was the simplicity of it. And by that, I mean, you weren't out there trying some weird formula or weird, you know, dissertation. It was, hey, these are simple, basic things that you can do. And, you know, the handwritten note is something that when I was a general manager, if you were a guest coming into the hotel and we were giving a, an amenity, so when you're a VIP or if you're a meeting planner, typically we'll send something from room service. And I made it a point from day one that any note that went to a guest from the general manager was handwritten because far too often sometimes you check in and it's all typed up. And I would venture that the GM didn't even know that the person was getting it. But a handwritten note to me always told me or that told the guest, I know you're here. Thank you for coming. And we're, you know, we're happy to host you and let me know if I can do anything for you. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but just think of all the times you've received a handwritten note. It's special, especially these days where everything is on email and texts and everything. So when I started going through your tips, it was like, wow, these are, you know, they're simple, but especially for a small business owner and an entrepreneur, but even in the, in, you know, I worked for Starwood Hotels, one of the largest hotel companies in the world. That handwritten stuff goes a long, long way with your customer for sure. Yeah. And I wanted to first thank you for saying my book has simplicity to it because that is a compliment to me. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. So I have trouble finishing books <laughs> personally. And so I wanted to write a book in a way that 
would be conducive to actually having somebody read it. Ironically, it's set up so you don't have to read it from cover to cover. These are 40 distinct tips that you could just kind of choose one and read it. But it is easy to complete the book. So back to my mentor, when he saw the book, he was like, this is one of the best, almost like not written books, but like formatted books, the style of it. He was, he was like, this is great. He's probably written a dozen books himself or more. Just he was very complimentary of just the style and the formatting how easy it is to read. So yeah, I, I didn't want really any fluff in the book. I wanted to go straight to the 40 ideas and, and things you could implement one at a time if you'd like. So yeah, really appreciate you saying that. Handwritten notes obviously is one of the biggest things that you could do, easy things that you could do. Like you said, that doesn't take a whole lot of time, but not many people are doing it because it does take a little bit of time. And in this digital age, it's so easy to send off a text or an email or a social social media direct message. But when you send that handwritten note, two people benefit. You benefit from writing it because you get to experience the act of expressing gratitude. And research has shown, I know you've talked about that the benefits of expressing gratitude. The receiver gets a thrill of reading these nice words that somebody has taken the time to write to them. And so it could be something that stands your business apart from other companies is just the simple handwritten note, or you could use it obviously uh, amongst your team and appreciate your team for, for the human being that they are and letting them know how much you care about your team. So lots of different ways to use handwritten notes. Yeah. And like you say, it's not a book where you feel like you have to start on page one and read through 200 pages to, to do the thing. It was, it was pointing out simple things. And again, I, I wrote down a whole bunch of them. I'm not going to go through them all that kind of touch base with me because we'd be here for three days and nobody would ever listen to this podcast again. But, you know, it's just something as simple as simple as personalizing the thank you. I always make a point and sometimes my daughters and friends who I go out to dinner with think I'm nuts because no matter what restaurant I'm at, I always ask the name of the server. Mm. And it's so that I can thank the server at the end of the night. Sure, we're going to give them a tip. But to be able to speak with them with their name and to thank them by name, having been a server, that just means the world to, to it meant the world to me that you as the guest took time to think of, you know, what's my name and all that kind of stuff. And it's just little snippets like that in the 40 that you can just kind of look at and say, okay, which, which act of gratitude would I like to try today? Right. And you could theoretically do 40 days in a row of actually doing that and picking those up. So kudos on the book. I'm glad my term of simplicity wasn't offensive to you because I, yes. I really felt that that was the key to the success of that book. Yeah. Thank you. That's, it's the highest compliment. So oh, phew. All right. I, I, I never like to make a guest mad, but so I, I'm, I'm glad you like that term. Yeah. So, so you've got this book, it's doing really well. You've got all these other things going on that you've done. And I, one that was kind of cool to me that I that I read about, and I think it was on your website, sayitwithgratitude.com, was the gratitude adventures that you did in the Smoky Mountains. It sounded very cool. Yes. So you're probably wondering how that started. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my adventure trip started back in 2010. So they started with me being, I guess, like a serial entrepreneur, 
thinking about what could I offer the world, right? That would make an impact. And at that time, I was heavily into fitness, and I started to get into adventure. And adventure, we're talking about things like hiking and whitewater rafting and zipline, outdoor activities. And so I decided, what if I put together something that combined adventure with fitness, uh, where we would do it in a beautiful part of the country? So I was living in Colorado at the time. I had just moved there, and I designed an experience in Estes Park, Colorado, part of the Rocky Mountains, mm -hmm. where I had eight people. We rented a home, and we spent five days in the mountains doing things like doing a workout every morning, uh, and then each day we would do some sort of activity like biking, whitewater rafting, or hiking. And then in the evenings, we would, quite frankly, do something that I guess could be termed coaching, where we would talk about goal setting or getting unstuck from something that you're stuck in in life. When I left that, ex that experience in 2010 and getting the feedback from the eight that were there, I'm like, I am onto something. I feel like it was, I called my parents. I remember driving back. I was living in Denver, so I had like a 90-minute drive. I called my parents. I said, I think this is the best thing I've ever put together because it's combining my love of fitness and adventure but I'm changing people and making an impact in a way that I didn't expect. The Probably the biggest success story from that eight uh, people that went was a woman who quit her job and got a new job. She got out of a, an abusive relationship and found a man that appreciated her and eventually remarried. She started to lose weight and do things like 5Ks and obstacle course races and the catalyst was doing an experience like my fitness adventure. So that was 2010. Fast forward to where we are now, and I've evolved them every few years. You know, we have different themes and things like that. A few years ago, I started to make them unplugged. Again, we've talked about technology and that we often communicate digitally. We're often tied to our phones. We're working nonstop. And I didn't want that to be interruptive of our adventure experience. So probably it was about 2015 or 2016, I started taking away people's phones. Once they got, they knew what we were doing. They, they had signed up for an unplugged experience. <laughs> but that just kind of enriched the experience that much more, where we're not coming back from whitewater rafting and getting on our phones doing work, messaging people, things like that. We're getting back from our adventure experience and we're having conversations like this and we can have a deeper experience with nature and with the people right in front of us on the adventure trip. So fast forward to a couple years later, I developed something called the Gratitude Trek. That was out in the Sierra Mountains where for the first time ever, we camped. So we didn't rent a big log cabin as a vacation home. We threw hiked. So we hiked, we camped, we hiked again, we camped four days and four nights or four days and three nights. And that was took it a whole new level because we were unplugged and we started each day with gratitude and we ended each night with gratitude and conversation. We didn't have anywhere else to go. We were there in the woods camping. <laughs> and then in the Smoky Mountains, I decided to put that adventure trip together because that's 
kind of where I live now. I'm, I'm just outside the Smoky Mountains. To be honest, I had to cancel it because of COVID. Mm. So we technically have not done an adventure experience in the Smoky Mountains. Okay. However, what I do do that's not on the Sate with Gratitude website is I do what I call gratitude hikes in the Smokies. So think about this as not like a week-long experience. It's like a three-hour experience. So I take groups of people out in the Smoky Mountains on my favorite waterfall trail. We unplug, we enjoy nature, and we use the Grateful Deck, which is a deck of cards with questions on them to facilitate meaningful conversations while we're out on this hike. So it's a great way to bring families together or companies together to get to know each other in a more meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the Grateful Deck because every time I say it or typed it, it was like, I, I was thinking Grateful Dead all the yes. time. I don't know why. <laughs> but So that's what it's used for. It's used to initiate conversation about different topics. Yeah. Yeah. So I put together the Grateful Deck. Again, Brian, I'm my mind is always thinking, what can I do next to make an impact? And when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, I, you know, a lot of us had extra time on our hands and we weren't going anywhere. So I came up with this idea and it's, it's not a new idea, but the idea is to have cards with questions on them. There's various icebreaker decks out there. I wanted to develop something a little bit different where, where all the questions are designed to help you remember the good in your life. And so there's 120 cards in the deck. And again, like you said, they're there to foster meaningful conversations. I initially was thinking about my childhood and how we didn't have technology then because I lived in the, I grew up in the stone age where we didn't <laughs> have the internet. We didn't have cell phones. We sat together as a family and had to talk to each other. And I know that's not reality now, but I thought a couple things. I thought one, that the Grateful Deck could help bring families back together at dinner. Or two, as a lot of us were isolated and feeling lonely during the pandemic, it could just foster conversations. A lot of people were having Zoom calls. Why not have Zoom calls where we could ask meaningful questions? Now that the Grateful Deck has been out for a couple years, you know, companies are using it to start meetings. Um, we're using it on our gratitude hikes. People are using it around campfires or in their car on road trips. So really a lot of different ways to use this deck of cards. Yeah, I wish I had known about that earlier. What I used to do, this is, of course, pre-pandemic, you know, and you go out for dinner with a group of people. And I forget where I saw this, but I saw somebody somewhere do this and I just started copying them and having, having the grateful deck would have been fun to, to add to this, but I always made everybody take their cell phones and put them in the middle of the table. And I said, the first person who reaches for their cell phone is paying for the dinner, right? <laughs> because, yeah. you know, until I found one guy cheating, he had two phones. I didn't know. And so he was <laughs> like, sneak. but it was the only way to keep people off their phone and texting and looking and really be engaged in a conversation as a group of us. And um, so I, I, again, I love the simplicity of what you're doing because it's, it just takes that extra couple of minutes to think about it, to do it. So 
kudos to you. I think it's fantastic. And all of these things are available at sayitwithgratitude.com. So hopefully, you know, the listener in Topeka, Kansas will go to the website and do that. But, you know, the last thing I want to talk to you about before we get into the thanks portion of it is how did a lot of this come together for you to be an in-demand keynote speaker? Do you have an agent who gets you out there or is it just through word of mouth or how do you do that? I do not have an agent. I think the book helped, like I mentioned. And to be honest, a lot of it has been relationships. So we talked about my book, which talks about how to build relationships. My first, I don't know if it was my first keynote, but one of my first keynotes was from a woman, or excuse me, not from a woman, but she's she was the decision who hired me to do the keynote. And she had been one of my fitness coaching clients. Oh, okay. And coach her through, you know, my health and fitness programs. Uh, she was a decision maker for a conference. It was the Wisconsin Healthcare Association and Wisconsin Center for Assisted Living annual conference. They needed a keynote long-term care. This was back in 2019. So before the pandemic, long-term care was really struggling in terms of people being happy at work, nurses getting burnt out. Uh, They're having a hard time hiring new people. And so they needed a message of hope and, you know, gratitude and gratefulness. And so from there, once I did that one keynote, other kind of other state healthcare associations got wind that I talk about gratitude in the workplace. And so the woman that hired me to come into the Wisconsin conference, she passed my name around to these other state conferences. Just like a month later, the Idaho one, they had a cancellation and they needed a last minute keynote speaker. So they brought me in. And so from there, it just kind of has snowballed where I can now, I don't have a lot of places coming to me, but I do have the people that have heard me have put in good words. And again, I just go back to cultivating those relationships. And I, I went back, to be honest, this year, Brian, went back to the Idaho one and the Wisconsin one and to say, hey, do you all need speakers? And they both have rehired me to come in. Now we're three years later, those were in 2019, it's 2022, but now we're in the pandemic world. So my message can be a little bit different there. They need a little bit more inspiration now because all these long-term employees are burnt out. So yeah, it's really been, I've done better getting hired as a speaker from the relationships that where the people already know me versus me just kind of cold calling, uh, companies and conferences and, and trying to pitch myself. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, just to, you know, again, I was so excited when you agreed to do the show because you've been able to take the seedling of an idea you had way back when and develop it into a whole company, a whole attitude and a whole way of life, which is, is really kind of cool. And so keeping on that theme, it is Tuesday after all. So wanted to give you, I know you've already thanked Pat Rigby, but wanted to give you the platform now to thank an individual or more than one, as many as you'd like, you know, to thank for making a positive impact on your life. So I'm going to turn the mic back over to you and you can thank whomever you'd like. Okay, 
Cool. Well, I love that you do this. This is awesome. This is, and if the, I think this will, I want to share this with the people that I'm going to thank because, or else I can just thank them, you know, call them up and thank them. What I'm trying to say is we often, we don't want to keep our thank yous to ourselves or just between you and I, we want the people that we're thanking to actually hear this somehow. Exactly. So, yeah. So I love, I love what you're doing. So Pat Rigsby, yes, my mentor. I would also like to thank Lori Heisler. She's my best friend. She's just there for me. So I bounce all my business ideas off her for, for one. She's not a business coach, but she's a, a coach of humans basically. And, and so we're always just kind of chatting about the impact that we want to make in the world. We'll go on hikes and get to the top of a mountain and say like, okay, this feels good. How can we, we're up here. We could see for miles and miles. Let's let our minds be creative and expand on the possibilities of what do we want in our lives? And so she's the person I always go to when I talk about what do I want in my life? How do I want to impact people? What mark do I want to leave on this earth? She also, the year I went to Guatemala, she encouraged me to do that because earlier that year, she had signed up for a volunteer trip to South Africa. So she inspired me to take this trip to Guatemala. And if there was no trip to Guatemala, there probably wouldn't be Say With Gratitude. Yeah. So that's Lori Heisler. Ryan Lee is another business mentor that I met before Pat Rigsby. He's such a great guy. So he was a, originally a mentor in the fitness industry. I've known him. We kid because I've, I've been on his email list for over 20 years. It was like 2001. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, I joke with him, I'm like, Ryan, you've had my credit card for 20 years because I keep buying products from you. But he's just a guy that, you know, when you're learning business, especially online, you have to be careful with who you align with. So I'm very fortunate that I met Ryan 21 years ago, Pat Rigsby probably over 15 years ago. And they're great people. They're not just smart business humans. They're just great individuals. They care about their family. They care about their friends. They put a high value on relationships. And I just love that. And so I feel like I've gotten lucky being able to, you know, hitch my wagon to Ryan Lee and Pat Rigsby. Um, and then finally, I just probably thank to my parents. I'm the only in my immediate family. So we're talking about like, my parents, my brother, and my sister, and myself. I'm the only entrepreneur. So I know a lot of entrepreneurs come from a, a with business owners. Now, my uncle and my grandfather were business owners, but as far as my parents and siblings, it's just me. So it would probably be easy for my parents to be like, what are you doing? Get a job, you know, stick with a, you know, a secure, you know, salary and things like that. But They've been very supportive of my ideas. They don't always understand them, but they don't try to lead me away from my ideas. They, they will encourage me. On occasion, I've needed help financially, and they've been there. If I'm ever without a home, I know they will be there to support me. So my parents, Jim and Gloria Colby, still married after 55 years, I would like to add. Awesome. Um, and then my brother, Chris, who I mentioned who went to MIT and my sister, Jill, who's probably my biggest fan out there. They're just a really supportive family. So I kind of feel fortunate that I grew up with such love and support as I did as a child and then through adulthood now. So 
those are my gratitudes for the day. And of course, you, Brian, for the platform that you've given me today to be able to share my story, but also you spreading gratitude with your listeners and other guests that you have on here. So really appreciate you for having me. Well, thank you. It's, it's been my pleasure. And you're not allowed to thank the host of the show. It's just, not really <laughs> works. but all kidding aside, again, you know, when I came across you, I said, listen, I've got a, I'd never met you, never heard of you. And I just cold called you and cold contacted you and said, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And you were so, you're so nice and willing to jump in. So my thanks again to you. This has been a great conversation on gratitude. I encourage the listener in Topeka, Kansas to go to sayitwithgratitude.com, the grateful entrepreneur, the grateful deck, which I still think is one of the great titles of something because of the grateful dead, but grateful adventures, keynote speaker. It's all there on sayitwithgratitude.com. So Scott, thanks again for joining us. And as I always end the shows, if it's Tuesday, people, let's go out and thank some folks. It'll make their day. It'll make your day. So everybody have a good one. And Scott, again, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Brian. Hope you enjoyed the show today. And thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you would like to be a guest on the show so that you can thank someone for their role in your career, please reach out to me via our Tuesday Thanks website at www.tuesdaysthanks.com. Remember, a sincere thank you goes a long way to making someone feel appreciated and can make their day. So until next time, be well, be safe, and please don't be afraid to tell someone thanks. Chat soon.